Hello everybody, FPL teacher here, fresh from the Fulham 3 Aston Villa nil game. We look at what Fulham did prior to Douglas Luiz's red card and in all honesty, there were only 5 shots taken after that red card. Anyway, so we will look at the 20 odd shots before that, looking for patterns of play where Fulham did well and where Aston Villa at least showed some fight back where the manager's job was at stake. Fulham have now scored 11 of their 15 points at home, including 13 out of their 19 goals. A lot of this comes down to the intense midfield pressure that overwhelmed Aston Villa here, where the midfielders that included William instead of Dan James set the stage for them to basically press down Villa's secret weapons of Jacob Ramsey and John McGinn. Now, in the first half itself, there were a few manifestations of these through set pieces and there was a period between the 16th and the 22nd minute where it was just corner after corner, free kick after free kick and eventually when they let Villa had the ball, they won the ball off Villa players and really continued to shoot. Williams' chance in the 24th minute was a very good example but really it was about the midfield of Harrison Reed, Palinia especially and Andres Pereira that continue to make the hard yards work. Now, there were also balls played very well from the back. I'm sure the highlights will have Bobby Dekovdova reads fantastic long ball for Mitrovic for his shot in the 11th minute. But really, a large part of it revolved around utilizing the talents of Mitrovic centrally. Usually, Mitrovic would drift over to the left or the right side to bully a fullback. But here, Fulham didn't exactly dominate possession on the wing until they took the lead. So prior to 1-0, it was just intense press, pass, shoot. Really good stuff. The moment they took the lead, they all just dropped off and played on the counter instead. <clears throat> A host of Fulham's shots, all coming from the fast break in the 38th minute, I'm sure you would have been seen on the highlights as well, completely depend on Fulham just dropping deep after leading 1-0, and just hitting them on the break. Now, this pattern continued in the second half, where Bobby Dekodova Reed and Harrison Reed would eventually work down the right side to create for Mitrovic on the left. So, that pattern of play would occur if, let's say, Fulham dominate the ball against Leeds, uh, sorry, not Leeds, Everton at home in game week 15. And it is exactly, this is exactly how we can utilize this for FPL purposes. Fulham only have two good games to go, which is Leeds away, Everton at home. So if you are convinced that they will break through the Leeds midfield pressure, by all means, go ahead and get a Fulham defender, perhaps William, since he is currently winning the ball best compared to Dan James, and he completely deserves his spot on the right wing, have to mention, compared to Dan James. <clears throat> now, secondly, Mitrovic definitely could be held for another two weeks, that goes without saying. And the best defender among the back line, unfortunately, is Bobby Dekodovari instead of that left side. Aston Villa, who benched Coutinho once again in favour of Ings, Bailey and Watkins up front. Makes a lot of sense structurally because Watkins doesn't hold a lot on his own up front. So instead, Watkins was confined to the left half space 
where he operated best. And at the same time, it also meant that Leon Bailey could work extremely well and take his time, really, with Jacob Ramsey to engineer shots on the right side. So with this more structured approach, I want everyone to imagine that Villa's operational areas, number one, the fullbacks stay deep. Secondly, Watkins alone is on the left side, creating chances for himself, you know, those cut and shoot type of chances with the right flank attempting to go on the rebound. Whereas once in a while, not against Fulham here, but at home, Ramsey and Bailey would work better on the right side to double up against certain players and create shots for themselves. Now, Danny Ings here, his role really was just to be a goal threat, an aerial threat from corners and set pieces and whatnot. So really, it wasn't surprising here that Ings chance in the 13th minute, the 26th minute, the 37th minute, by and large, all depended on set pieces. The only time he had an open play shot was when Konza from right back burst all the way forward, virtually unmarked until William had to sprint back feeding Ings for a very narrow angle shot. So really, all of this had to do with Ollie Watkins. On the left side now, carrying the creative burden without Philippe Coutinho, engineering shots all on his own. Watkins too had some productivity in the 31st minute as well as late in the game after the game was like well and truly over. But really, it was all about Watkins' movement that unlocked a lot of Villa's players. Even Bailey's shot in the 31st minute was a whole result of Watkins winning the ball down the left side and eventually feeding Bailey. So that is this pattern of play has been occurring for quite a while now where they go down the left side using their forwards and eventually work down the right. Whether Jacob Ramsey and John McGinn are the instigators of this, this attack or whether Watkins does it, in the end, the benefactors are the right-sided players. Now, as it stands, obviously, they've not scored any goals based on this approach. And frankly, we should be targeting Villa's defence because Fulham's pressure completely overwhelmed them. Now, Brentford at home might not be the time to target Villa, but when Newcastle played them in game week 14, as well as when Brighton played them in 16 right before the World Cup, these two sets of players are fantastic to own. So if you're okay to hold Trossard all the way until 16, that is a very good opportunity. While at the same time, for the Newcastle game, well, if you want to invest in the Miguel Amiron or Callum Wilson, this is it. This is the perfect time to have them as differentials. The narrative continues to accurately reflect how Fulham are performing, with Mitrovic continuing to be at the centre of everything Fulham do well. Of course, Andreas Pereira does bits, but really it's all about Mitrovic and the supporting cast around him. So we only have with only two games left to take advantage of this style of play, really. It's just a matter of what we do for the last two game weeks if you are a Fulham asset owner. As for Villa, well, targeting them really is just about making sure that you can find players that win the ball of Villa rather than finding players that break down Villa. Because Villa's 4-3 block was quite resolute until the Douglas Luiz red card. So keep a lookout for that. This is FPL Teacher quickly running out Friday's games so that everyone else can get the information they need before Saturday's deadline.